Looking for a local spot to make swag for your brand, podcast, or anything in between? Eastside Pin Co. has experience making enamel pins, badges, keychains, medals, and patches. Have an idea of what you want? Chris can help bring your idea to life. You can find them online at eastsidepinco.com. That's E-A-S-T-S-I-D-E-P-I-N-C-O.com. And you can send all inquiries to chris at eastsidepinco.com. Mention this ad to take 10% off your order. Eastside Pinco. Hit them up. Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Got a very special episode today with my boys. Over the Garden Wall. It's about goddamn time we talked about mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who it's do the I, spooky season. Who do, I have, uh, who do I have in the studio with me? Oh, uh, you have me, Alex Sanchez, uh, co-host of The Praise Down. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Luke Atkinson, at Luke OKC. That's the only, <laughs> Are uh, you that's Luke? all I got that's going. That's on Twitter? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. That's the that's how people know me. <laughs> Not Didn't you say, life. like, the Mayor Holt asked you that? Like, don't you have a Twitter account? Yeah, so the first time I <laughs> met Mayor Holt, me. he was like, oh, you're the guy with that active Twitter account. Fuck, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, is it a gift or a curse? Yeah. Do I not follow? No, oh, this is messed up. All right. I followed you now. GD. Cool. <laughs> hey, we're bringing people together. Yeah. That's what I like to see. I know. this The, the podcast, it brings together all <laughs> of the nerds. Yep. I love being recognized as the guy who loves posting. That's. <laughs> Aren't you a guy that's addicted to be on your phone? That's what he said to you, basically. <laughs> that's, that's basically, yes. yeah. That's a nice way of saying it. Yeah. Yes. Mayor of the city I live in. <laughs> I love Pot going meat online. kettle is what I would have said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, that's true. Yeah, hey, yeah. yeah, that guy loves looking at it. Yeah. Mary McSelfie is Patrick from Lost of Will calls him every time <laughs> I die laughing secretly, but not so secretly now that I said it. Yeah, you Uh-oh. said it on the podcast now. Yeah, Damn, that's real. That's all right. That's if this life. gets subpoenaed, you'll hear it on uh, on wax here. I'd like <laughs> it to be totally known that I'm completely neutral when it comes to the Lost of <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Um... <laughs> Well, this show, so you, Luke, was the first person to actually bring this up because um, I, I talked to you about, like, some of the favorite, your favorite things that stuck out to you, like, animation-wise, and I remember you saying it, and I and I heard the cast, and I was like, this is bananas, like, yeah. I'm to check this out. Yeah, dude. And then I get, yeah. like, a million other suggestions after you, and I'm like, ah, so it's like one of those things that, like, fall, mm-hmm. yeah, it falls down, mm-hmm. like, further and further on the list. Yeah, I tell you, man, the uh, Over the Garden Walls thing that I tell people like if there's anything that I can recommend you consume I think that's got to be it it's the thing right yeah it's like, very very if, good if there's something someone who's like the kind of person we would want to hang out with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the piece of media that they probably haven't seen that they would probably like you're right I can't think of a better example it's and a, I've done it's it a, a million times test. yeah it's a litmus test oh it's, shit uh, it absolutely is it, it is yeah. it's like yeah, what's your feelings on this? And that will be how I judge you for the remainder of like <laughs> our earthly time. Yep. 
I only know one person who doesn't like it that I still am friends with. Dang, what was their reason for not liking it, I wonder? I don't know. He's uh, not as in touch with his emotions, I think. Uh, <laughs> one of those types. Yeah. He's going to hear it and be like, what the fuck? No. That's okay. Love uh, you, Griffin. Well, you, and then Alex, <laughs> you brought it up later when I had you on my show um, mm-hmm. uh, sometime after I had Luke on. But you had mentioned it too, and I was like, man, okay, this is the second time it's come up. Yep. Like, I just need to quit being a little bitch and, like, check it out. Extremely true. And so I was like, I was talking to you guys earlier. I was like, am I going to piecemeal this? And so I started watching it, and I was just like, nah, this is like a one-sitting. It totally yeah. is a one-sitting <laughs> show. Yeah. I, for me, I always pitch it as a perfect way to spend two hours. That's it true. really is, like, super, yeah. I don't know. And a lot of the episodes were, like, they're only 12 minutes mm-hmm. long. Yeah. But I'm like, how has this only been 12 minutes? Like, I look at the They're clock. They're so dense. Yeah, yeah, and really. I'm like, there's never a point in any episode where I'm like, there's downtime type Mm-mm. of thing. And so I'm like, watching it, watching it, watching it. And then it gets to the end. And I'm like, I look. I would look at the clock every time. And I'm like, seriously, only mm-hmm. 12 minutes passed. Yeah. This is fucking crazy. crazy. It's like I was like in the hyperbolic time chamber. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll advocate for um, piecemealing it. And I think that's just because that's how I consumed it for the first time. And so I was able to kind of like steep inside of that fairy tale oh, for a while. Shit, that, that would does be cool. sound nice. It's one of those things that like, I'll never get that back, you know? Um, but you're right. It is. If you're looking for something to put you in like a fall mood uh, and you have two hours to kill. Yeah. 10, 12 minute episodes. This it, is it's the one. Yeah. I, uh, man, yeah, I didn't think about that, but it's like, we live in the era of now. So it's like mm-hmm. streaming. I was like, well, it's available now. Let me watch yeah. all the episodes. Yeah. But something about like uh, a lot of the shows that we talk about, I feel like the reason that we like a lot of these things or that they stick out to us is because, you know, we would constantly come back every week to catch the yeah. next episode. Yeah. And so it was a longer time that you would interact and like be engaged with the show. Mm-hmm. Whereas like just watching everything all at once. I don't know. It's just like interesting the time that we live in and like the progression we've seen even since we we've been kids well Mm -hmm. and that's i think something that we'll definitely talk about later is how this uh it exists in in multiple places and in terms of like the the spotify uh catalog of the music fantastic there's the comic book like there's even though you can consume it all in, in in you know on hulu or whatever uh you can Get more of that universe through other means. It's and, an easy uh, world to put yourself yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it ends as a different thing as yeah. well. It began oh, yeah. as for me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I want to put the cart before the horse here, though. Yeah, we'll definitely. That's that was. Uh, I agree. I love. Yeah. Um, who wants to take their their crack at uh, explaining, given the elevator pitch for the Ooh, show? Yeah. <sighs> so, <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine yourself. In a Mark Twain-esque fairy tale with two brothers who are lost in the woods trying to find their way home. I think that's like baseline kind of covers it. That is true. It's like very Americana. Yeah, Uh Americana. I was like trying to figure out. It was like one of those tough things is Mm -hmm. that I've been when I like something and when I especially when it's fresh. I'm like the number one evangelist for something like that. Yeah, so like dude. I've been telling everyone that has ears, like, Good. Yeah. you should watch this. And I got a, a guy that I work with. He's actually watched, like, I think half of it mm-hmm. last night. He just, like, on a whim started it, mm-hmm. like, after we talked about it. And he's like, yeah, it was, like, 
He was like, I was bummed that I got tired because I wanted to like stay mm-hmm. up and finish it. Yeah. And First half, like, second half is not a bad way to consume that show, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I just, man, and like I said, I'd started it. And from the from the get go, you like jumping in, and you're like, "What's going on with these brothers? Like, what is this world?" And I really I didn't really have like a game plan of like I'm only gonna watch like a little bit of it. I like kind of mm. halfway thought like, "Am I gonna piecemeal it?" But after that first like two, I think I'd say I'd probably watch two episodes, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch this whole thing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that second was, episode, like the first episode, sells you on the characters, but the second episode sells you on the world. Yeah. There's so many interesting characters and stuff. Too. Oh, there's it's a ton. Yeah. And, and what's cool, too, is is the the cast list. Uh, insane. Insane. John uh, Cleese is in this movie twice. Twice. Two characters. And That's the voice crazy. is really Christopher not Lloyd. that different, but it's... Yeah. It just works. I'm, I don't mind. Yeah, Elijah Wood is mm-hmm. one of them. Um, but, man, it's... I don't know, man. It was, like, tough to try to explain it because I was like, you should watch this, this uh, show... And he was like, oh, yeah, like, what is it? I was like, uh, well, like. It's, the way I always <laughs> pitch it is, is ex- it's exactly 50% cute and 50% upsetting. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Yeah. You told me yeah. that. Yeah. It, like, better than any other piece of media, perfectly straddles that line. For me, I know a lot of folks sometimes dismiss animation as, like, uh, you know, this is not an adult medium. Those people are cowards. Go cowards. on. Cowards. But I think this is one those of those people are cowards. <laughs> it's one of those rare situations where uh, kids can watch this on the surface and enjoy it for just another, you know, kind of uh, fall themed cartoon with some funny bits and some, in, you know, kind of not actiony bits, but you know, like some thrilling bits. True. Um, and then adults can reach into this and be like, "Wow, they just analyzed the experience of anxiety through millennials." Well, like yeah, yep. <laughs> I mean, that's insane research perfect. level. Yeah, you know. Yep. I mean, it's just like. So many, you could see yourself in so many of the characters, and yep. I freaking love oh, Greg. Yeah. yeah. Greg's great. Ah! And then even uh, there's Mike, I mean, um, Wirt is kind of like the, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, they talk about him being like a pushover and stuff, mm-hmm. but there's stuff there's stuff that he says throughout the series, and I'm like, man, I fucking relate to that. Yeah. So good, yeah. <laughs> and so that's the stuff that stuck out to me. It was just like, ugh. But talk about you guys' first time watching it. How did you guys first see it? I mean, I, I've talked about how I just marathoned it on Hulu, but how did you guys first watch it? It. I first watched it the year after it came out. It came out on Hulu, and everybody, you know, all the nerds I follow on Twitter were sucking its dick. <laughs> uh, As you do. So I was like, all right, I'll, uh, I'll watch this thing. I hate when I uh, am forced to watch a new thing because people say it's good. Uh, <laughs> You're like, well, we'll see about that. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then I watched it. The contrarian it. in you. Exactly. And then I watched it, and I was like, ah, all right, yeah, this is great. I love this. And then Fuck I made guys, everybody I, like I knew it. watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you become it. the evangelist, too. Yeah. You're like, you need to watch yeah. it. Yeah. I watched it uh, over and over just because of how much I liked the music, and you couldn't really get the music anywhere for the first couple of years. Yeah. The Spotify yeah. playlist came out one year ago, if yeah, that. Yeah, real wow. recently, yeah. Recently, yeah. Recently, yeah. Yeah. And Luke uh, gave me a little too much credit whenever we were, like, going to do this episode. He's like, oh, yeah, it came out five years ago. Yep. I was like, yeah, totally was yeah, my I plan. <laughs> I didn't realize. I was, just, I was studying up a little bit, and I saw that uh, I thought I had watched it in 2015 but i was mm-hmm. wrong um i remember just seeing uh i think i was hanging out with my little brother we were watching adventure time and i remember saying uh, i saw a commercial for it oh yeah and one of the guy that did it was he worked yeah, on adventure yeah. time right it's kind of like cartoon network's like super team i uh, mm. got together on this one um but i i immediately just seeing that trailer i was like yeah that's that's something that is different and right up my alley that mm-hmm. i have to see and so they did two episodes a week uh from like beginning october end 
I think it bled into like the first week of November or something. But uh, yeah, that's why I was able to kind of just just spend so much time thinking about because it's not like the episodes are like cliffhangers, but it's more that there's such a world that you're now yeah. in. Yeah, that you're just yeah you're so drug in because uh, some of it makes sense in in the way that it's like oh yeah it kind of looks like you know like in mm-hmm. late 1800s fun little you know like uh, like in the second episode Pottsfield you know like yeah. those kind of like a yeah. more old harvesty that is such a trippy episode yeah, I love yeah. That. yeah. Into so that. Much. it's 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 that's that, crazy it's that level of comfort that you have when you see that and then they twist it up into something mm-hmm. really like supernatural and weird and, and you're just like hooked and you want more you want to see how else are they gonna you know turn this world that, into something on, that you know, on its head that happened to me yeah. with the um the bells episode. Oh yeah, that got me. that happened to me. Yeah. On the, I was like, oh shit! I thought I had this figured out. Yep. Yeah. No. But yeah, that got me. So that's funny. I mean, it's like that's the other interesting thing is to talk about people or talk to people and talk to them about how did you first watch this? And it's like three drastically different experiences, mm-hmm. but it's like we all came to the same conclusion of like, man, this thing is amazing. It's really and good. I'm like the biggest advocate for this now because it's like so good. Dude. I've literally been telling everyone. I'm, I'm sure people are getting sick of me like talking about it this week because mm-hmm. I'm like. This fucking show is tight. It's so good. Masterpiece of our generation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you talked a little bit about, like, the background and, like, the basic plot of it. So we'll talk about some of the characters. Um, so you have Elijah Wood. He plays Wirt. He's the mm-hmm. older brother. Um, kind of like a a little bit of a negative Nancy, I guess, sometimes. Kind of like a... Yeah, he's... He's uh, moody. He's moody. moody. He's, he's, a, a teenager. That's a good he's yeah. an early teen is what I'm getting. Yeah. 13, 14. Um, and so he's miserable which is it's your job to be miserable when you're that age par for the course right yeah Yeah. uh and he doesn't he's uh trying to put on an amount of confidence that he doesn't have yeah that's pretty funny um he's not sure of his identity makes him lovable though yeah i'm like yeah there's a whole episode where they ask him what he is Mm -hmm. and he's got to be like uh yeah (laughs) um so I'd mention Greg. He's like my favorite. He's the his little brother. The little brother. More whimsical. He's has hilarious. A frog he keeps naming. Yeah. Dude, the frogs' names that keep evolving are hilarious. So Very good. Very good. Uh, Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin mm-hmm. killed Kitty. me. Jason Funderburker. Yes. Perfect frog name. <laughs> the perfect punchline to that long-running bit is yeah. naming the frog Jason yeah. Funderburker. <laughs> Holy what shit! What a freaking uh, judo move! Right? So beautiful. Um. We get introduced to a uh, a blue jay, right? Mm-hmm. Beatrice. Yep. Beatrice. Mm-hmm. We found out that her uh, whole family's been turned into blue jays. Yes. Um, because of something she did. Yes. Um, so that was interesting. I loved her character and her her so interactions. Good. Her interactions with Wirt always cracked mm-hmm. me up. Going back and rewatching the show after you find out the thing with her is so good because she plays it perfectly, and yeah. the animators do a great job of foreshadowing it. Just just enough yeah it's amazing there's a lot of stuff that i think you can go back and check out the second time through and get so much more out of the world yeah now that you know like kind of what's going on you'll you'll catch i think a lot more detail a lot of rewatch value on this show so then there's um we got beatrice there's a couple other i mean there's a smattering of other characters fred but there's uh Who's Fred again? The He's horse the horse. Steals. Oh, yeah. He to steal. Yeah, that's funny. That's the funniest. I want to steal. <laughs> I, I want to steal. Yeah. That's the funniest line in the show for me. It, Fred, Sto- by the way, the name of that voice actor, Fred in yeah, real life. Fred. That's Fred amazing. Stoller. Mm-hmm. He's a comic and that's character amazing. actor. Yeah. Uh, so then we have like a cool like couple of characters, the woodsman and the beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we're introduced to the woodsman. 
first, right? Yeah, the woodsman uh, is played by Christopher Lloyd. Insane. Yeah, he's a guy whose whole deal is that he loves to cut down trees and grind their wood into oil that he uses to keep his lantern lit because his daughter's soul is in the lantern. Correct. And then the the uh, titular beast. Of course, every every good story like this has to have like a mm-hmm. you know the antithesis of the of the uh, heroes. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I the forget. beast is like a very ambiguous. Opera singer, mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. very ambiguous, like character. There are the there series. are a few characters in there that maybe you don't recognize for their sort of like celebrity movie status, but they're like big time in the musical world. And yeah, I, from yeah. what I understand is that yeah, he's a prominent opera singer. He's low key a vocalist for sure, uh, except he, high key, extremely he, high key. Enoch <laughs> from the uh, uh, yeah from Pottsfield. He Chris oh, yeah. Isaac. Uh, oh, the big singer. I forgot that was Chris Isaac. Oh yeah. yeah, I was looking that up the other day and actually forgot that. That's funny. What um, a wonderful party. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, so that's like, I mean, there's like, like we were saying, there's like a smattering of other characters, too. And um, Tim Curry. Oh, yeah, Tim Curry. Oh, my God. I forgot Tim Curry is I was going to say, I was just trying to figure out, like, is there someone that I've forgotten that. As a premier Tim Curry respecter, I'm going to really have to go home and do some thinking about why rest I forgot peace. about him. I apologize <laughs> to Tim Curry. May you rest in peace. Rest or in power. is he dead? He's not, he's he's not dead. He's for totally he not died. dead. He's no nice way. Tim Curry's mega alive. I would never wish that on he's him. He's still fucking on the regular. Definitely. That guy fucks. Tim Curry. <laughs> Oh my God, Tim Curry fucks. Super fucks. Yeah. Um, well, I think the best way to kind of make sure that we don't miss anything that we want to talk about is um, we could touch on each episode. I mean, it's so short that we could just go through each episode. So um, short. And just kind of hit so the highlights deep. of what stuck out to you from that episode, from each episode. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, the first episode, Old Grist Mill. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Wirt and Greg. Uh, they're lost in the forest. That's when we're first introduced to them. They uh, meet the bluebird and then the woodsman. And then they talk to the woodsman about, um, he warns them about the beast. And so he takes them to the oil mill. Mm-hmm. Um, all throughout, just like hilarious, hilarious banter back yeah. and forth. Great oh, stuff. Yeah. They spend a lot of time just having the brothers interact. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because like you're, it's them, you getting to know them. Yeah. Um, the shit that cracked me up was Greg dropping that candy, Greg's man. Greg's candy pants. Candy pants uh, great. <sighs> The uh, plan me. to escape by uh, by hitting the woodsman. <laughs> Hit him with the shovel. Yeah. It ends up working. Ends up working. But bad. God. You have beautiful eyes. You have beautiful <laughs> eyes. Is such a line. I, Greg's an icon, truly. Yeah. He is. He's funny. Yeah. Um, that, for me, was a great episode to, like you said, get the brothers to interact with each other. Uh, kind of set that tone of, like, you can tell that there's something that, later revealed later in the show that really kind of sets them not a not apart. I don't know if I'm trying to say like sets them apart, but but Wirt doesn't like Greg for a very specific reason that's not because he's kind right. of an annoying little brother. Like there's something there. Wirt is mad at Greg and we aren't told why for right. Exactly. why. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it also kind of sets up, you know, at the end of the episode where it's like, oh hey look, we took care of the beast. And uh, the woodsman's like, the dog? That's not the beast. And it sets up the whole, you know, because mm-hmm. then the yeah. beast, it stews for a few episodes and, and it kind of builds that mystique. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. the thing of them yeah, almost bait and switching you. You're like, yeah, okay, it's, it's obviously a beast because it's attacking him. Right, it's right. a beast. And then the nope. woodsman's like, nah, bro. The like dog! <laughs> I don't think we hear about the beast until Episode the, four. Yeah, when that uh, 
the um, the inn the cart driver yeah the cart driver's losing it the beast is upon us the yeah, beast you know? is upon me <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah so another one another Super favorite thing uh, from episode one is when the woodsman slices the axe into the rock yes never brought up again I love it it's so good <laughs> it's such a good just little piece of world building uh, that really it's nice. It's just like small, subtle stuff that you're mm -hmm. like, this is funny. So good. Why is this here? But okay, this Slices is obviously the for top here. Off a rock. Love it. <laughs> so yeah, it was like, that was like a funny like intro. And it was just like, I think from then, I think after I watched that episode, I was like, okay, I'm probably going to end up watching all of these. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so then the second episode, um, Hard Times at H the Huskin Bee. Uh. Um, Beatrice joins the brothers and their frog after they help, uh, help her out of a bush. A trio arrive in a, sm a strange town, Pottsfield, that appears to be deserted. They find that the town is holding their annual harvest festival in a barn, which is disrupted by their arrival. By their arrival, this is where stuff starts to get weird. So yeah, that was yeah. like I was like, oh okay, these people are like pumpkins. They're pumpkin people. Well, at first I thought they were pumpkins that were alive because at the beginning mm -hmm. they step on the pumpkins, and I was like, oh, that's kind of a weird. Why like what? Why would they show that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. then I'm like, okay, I need to remember this probably. The first thing that I think like jarred me was when they're before they meet the pumpkin people, they're yeah. kind of peeking through the houses yep. and Wirt looks in and there's a turkey with its head down oh, on yeah. the table. Like it's about to get chopped off. Mm -hmm. And it looks at him, he leaves, and then it lays its head back down. I think that was the first thing that really like, weirded what the me fuck? out in this world. I want to talk about the sound work in that scene specifically because the noise that the turkey makes anytime yeah. it moves it's is the grossest. <laughs> Squish. Tim and Eric squishing, yeah. slurping noise. Just mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, yeah, like the, you're kind of struck by that. Like, where the fuck is everybody at in this town? Oh, no, there's just this horrible turkey. Right. Yeah, and you're like, what is this? Yeah. And then they get to the barn, and it's like, oh, hey, you guys are a little early, aren't you? Mm -hmm. yeah. And that was like the first, like, thinking back now, I'm like, damn, they, they told us exactly mm -hmm. yeah. what was going exactly. on yeah, was in this episode. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, but at the time, it's like you're, you don't, I mean, you don't know what you don't know to look for. Yep. Right. And so I was just like, oh, like that's weird. Like maybe they're having a party and then they're like, oh, there's people in these pumpkins. Yeah. Okay, cool. And which, then, oh which no. Isn't, which is not incorrect, right. I guess. But yeah, and then you see like the giant pumpkin and then freaking the thing that kills mm. me is Beatrice is like, dude, I'm fucking out of here, bro. Yeah. Later... Dude, she kills me. Like, she is so sassy. Like, she cracks me up the entire series. The song that plays while they're digging in this episode is one that I sing twice a week. <laughs> oh, that's that's my favorite. Uh, I whistle it all the time, too. I think it is my favorite song in the uh, in the show. Easy. Easy. It's Patient is the Night. Patient is the Night. <laughs> so good. Oh. It, it is like... It... it, it the music kind of sets a tone, but, like, mm -hmm. the lyrics, the, the one that so always good. gets me when it's like... Uh, I know she's never le late, yet patiently I wait. Anxiously I wait. Anxiously, yeah, yeah. anxiously I wait. Yeah, yeah. Man. The music just hits in this, too. Oh, yeah. And that's why Dude, I... Uh, yeah, you got to watch the pilot. The pilot's got a song in it that knocks cocks. Damn. Yeah. I need to check that out. I was reading about it, and I was just like, dang it, why isn't this on Hulu? Yeah. It's but on I mean, YouTube. Oh, okay, I'll just check it out on YouTube then. Yeah. YouTube has been coming in clutch for stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been, like, just randomly looking for episodes of something, and I'm like, dude, some salt of the earth type. Put it on here. In <laughs> HD. God bless you. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, the, uh, you know, they they interact with the these people in the pumpkins, and then um, 
it turns out that the pumpkins are sacred to them. They've stepped on them, and so they're basically put on trial. Yeah. And then you think they're going to be, like, put to death or something, but it's like, no, like, we're just going to give you manual labor, which also cracked me up, too, and subverted my expectations as well. Yep. <laughs> a few hours, manual labor. <laughs> and so I was just like, what? And so, yeah, it's just funny. You see them just doing random shit around, like, the town <laughs> yeah. and then, like, digging digging holes. And that's when we're brought back in is that they're digging holes mm-hmm. that they think that they're digging their own graves. Yes. And so that got me. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, they're going to kill them. They they're going to kill these kids in the second, yeah. episode. Yeah. the second episode. Yeah. So I was like, wait, what are they going to like? And that's the thing, too. You're like, how like how is what this going to happen? F- yeah. And so, um, yeah, at first they're like trying to get away and everything. And then the freaking skeletons jump out of the holes. I yeah. love the skeletons. And they put their pumpkins on. And then that's, they do a jaunty little dance. Yeah, they do a yeah. little do a little jig, put their pumpkins on, and it's revealed that this is like their harvest time because they keep talking about the harvest time. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're harvesting like their friends are bringing them back for this yeah. uh, festival. And then, like you said, it loops back to Enoch asking Wirt, "Like, are you sure you want to go?" He's like, "Yep." Like, oh well, <laughs> you'll join us you'll someday. Join us someday. I know like, how <laughs> ominous is that ending. You're like, love oh. it. Like, yeah, I'm unsettled, but like this has resolved itself. But still, I'm like feeling Nikki. Yeah, this could have been real dark. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's just like medium dark. So that episode got me too. I was just like, this is too funny. Like, it was just like a real, like a roller coaster of like, okay, I know what's going on. No, I don't. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's so many times. The thirty some curveballs. And yeah, I know they do. We'll get to it, but like, yeah, uh, that feeling amplified by a million. By yeah, the through the, the whole show. show yeah. 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 So the next yeah. episode. Um, has my favorite song in it. Dude, it's yes. School Town Falls. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So we have uh, Wirt and Beatrice uh, come across a school full of animal students being taught by a human teacher in this <sighs> lane tree. She mistakes them for students and tells them to join the class, which Wirt does. Meanwhile, Greg and some of his newfound animal friends are chased by a gorilla and they hide in the school. Greg cheers everyone up by adding molasses to the potatoes that they have for, have for lunch. Mm. The next day, a benefit concert is organized for the school, which earns enough money to keep it open. Wirt trips over the grill, revealing that it was Miss Langtree's missing fiance, Jimmy Brown, stuck in a costume. Oh, my Jimmy Brown. I, I feel like the synopsis for the. Sorry to interrupt you there. Oh, yeah. I feel like the synopsis for these episodes are just like, you can't just read these. Yeah. Like, You've like, got yeah, to watch right, them. Right. <laughs> like, that's just like nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> this is the episode that I'm always worried when I'm showing it to people that this will be the one that turns them off. Really? Really? Yeah. I love this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I feel Potatoes like potatoes and molasses. I feel like sometimes there's that level of Greg mixed with the fact that this is like a school for animals and yeah, you know, potatoes and molasses. Um, I love it. I think it's great. I, but I think that is one my one worry where I'm going to show somebody and they're like, okay, this is a little too. Silly I did. For like me. I watched it and I was just like, what's. I think we what hang out with different with styles of people. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't hang out with people. I'm I just do. on Twitter. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh, you know what? I get that. <laughs> he live tweeted the whole uh, yeah. series. Uh, I I want to talk about how this episode, it, this is an episode where the twist of the episode is that uh, Tom Lennon is in it. <laughs> what was it? Tom Lennon, the guy who plays Jimmy Brown. He's the guy from Reno 911 oh, yeah. and like right. a million other things. Right. Oh, I'm, I tried to get to that wedding ring. <laughs> Uh, I did read that. I was like, he was in the series. Yeah, like yeah. you read the cast and you're like, who the fuck was he? He was he was Jimmy Brown. That's the twist of the whole that. episode That's is hilarious. that he gets to be in it. <laughs> um, this is my favorite episode. Yeah, and it yeah, is I love this when episode. I recommend this show. I say if you're gonna only watch one episode, watch this episode because it's the most delightful way a person can spend 11 minutes, hands down. 
I mean, it's got everything. And I think this is another episode that when you come back and watch it again, or at least if, you know, if you're, if you're paying attention well enough the first time, this is one of those episodes with like a really small kind of detail that comes back and is like hilarious later in the Mm. show, like playing two old cat. Yep. Oh yeah. You're like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. What is this yeah. game? This yeah. cat's too, too old. old. <laughs> Sorry, kitty. Yeah. The cat's old. It's the a game. little glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and then the raccoon goes and takes care of it, gives it some milk. Yeah. It's so nice. Pats it on the head. <laughs> it's so wholesome. Uh, the teacher's, uh, a full version of the teacher's song is on Spotify, in case you haven't listened to it. Very nice. With all the letters yeah. in it. That'll work. Um, fuck, man. Greg saying, let's go steal his stuff. Yeah. And then it being for a benefit. Yeah, that was. That's. Oh. He's like, it's every. All, oh. his, all his stuff. A recurring let's go steal it. Thing. That shit killed me. Yeah, a recurring theme through the show is that Greg, pretty much every episode, steals something. Oh, he's he's like he's like chaotic neutral or something. Yeah, he's stealing food. He's stealing instruments. Mm-hmm. He, Actually, he'd be chaotic good. He loves to do crime. Loves to do crime. He does crimes, mm-hmm. I'm but a for stealer a purpose. War. Yep. That would be his nonprofit if he started one. Crimes for a purpose. Crimes for a purpose. <laughs> we need to fund that, Luke. The line, the delivery of the line, teaching animals to count and spell, <laughs> is uh, really Fantastic. stuck in yeah, my you're head like, forever. What the. F- like, <laughs> why would this guy possibly I start this it. school? Like, oh. what? And it's just, like, nonsensical, but it's like, this is so funny. It, One of my favorite jokes in the whole show is in this episode, and that's when Greg goes up to Miss Langtree, who's playing the piano, and asks her to play this. And he oh, just, like, yeah. hammers the keys, and it sounds <laughs> awful. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, oh, like this? And she starts playing a pretty ding, song, and he's just kind of like, ding, ding. Eh, good enough. Yeah, I went, uh... <laughs> I watched it, um, I don't remember what I, oh, because I think I watched, um, I can't remember what I was watching, but I had the captions on. Yeah. And then when I watched this, I just had them on, so I was like, yeah, I'll just leave them on. Yeah. And when it, when it goes that, it's like upbeat piano music. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's funny. But yeah, it was like the just the nonsense yeah. of the banging on the keys. I forgot about that. That was funny. But yeah, that potatoes and molasses. And it like, he's singing, he's halfway through the song. And he's still pouring that same drop. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Molasses takes forever. It was so funny. I was like, only God. one thing to keep your brain from crumbling. I love that lyric. Yeah. I, uh, I told Harold on my way up here that I did try to eat potatoes and molasses once. Holy shit. Okay. Tell us everything. It's it's awful. Yeah, of course. <laughs> molasses sucks shit. Awfully good. Bad. It, uh, you always hear molasses is like syrup or something, but it sucks. It's like yeah, crappy syrup. Wow. Yeah. That's a take, pal. Uh, I'm gonna tell that, tell that to Greg. That. I'm gonna tweet that real quick. Tell that to Greg. Now that's a funny. I mean, this just episode is just so funny and like just so you can't ever expect what's gonna happen. It kind of establishes that like Looney Tunesy yep. aspect yeah, of Greg's true. life and and his role through the show. I just love the animals when they're wearing little clothes. Oh man, yeah. it uh, makes me laugh. Every animal and wearing clothes in that episode. Um, I will point to and say, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much any. Yeah. (laughs) The pig pulling up his pants. That's that's me. (laughs) I felt Uh, that. The pug waving a spoon during the song. Uh That's me. Uh, (laughs) It's a mood. It's a mood. The whole episode's an enormous mood. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Okay, so next episode, episode four. Uh, Songs of the Dark Lantern. Wirt and Greg visit a tavern test for directions to Adelaide's house. 
The tavern people warn the brothers about the beast and reveal that the creature turns people into trees of oil to burn in his lantern. Mm. Wirt steals a talking horse named Fred and finds <laughs> Beatrice <laughs> unconscious next to the woodsman. And Wirt and Greg ride, ride off with her. Meanwhile, the beast remi- uh, reminds the woodsman that the flame inside his lantern contains his daughter's soul and that he must cut down Adelwood trees to f- uh, so the fire can keep her alive. A little, little, uh, uh, they're doing a little... Uh, Expo- exposition yeah. there for this for the plot. I want to talk about Fred the horse right off the bat. Dude, Fred is. I've hilarious. got a lot of thoughts about this. Uh, Fred the horse is a perfectly built joke. It's perfect. The first time you ever see Fred, he goes <laughs> in a way that's clearly a person doing that noise, and it puts you off immediately. Yeah. But it blows our minds. They're like, "Holy shit, you can talk." <laughs> And then it happens again, and you're like, what is up with this weird horse? <laughs> and then the reveal that it's because he's a person who can talk. Perfect. I remember, okay, so this episode, I mean, it's par for the course, like, pretty good, but I remember this was, like, one of the ones I was like, this one isn't as strong to me. For me, this was yeah. well, a lot of setup. Besides Fred. Yeah. Yeah, this is when it starts down. to turn dark, and this is when you find out that Wurt's beef with Greg is really kind of because his... Uh, his mom married Greg's dad, and right. they had Greg. So there's the kind of so like you do a, get some exposition. Yeah, a that weird, is true. yeah. Wart's dealing with this like very different family dynamic, and through the song, we kind of get to learn. You know, he he's not sure what his identity is, and when these other people assign him an identity, it gives him the confidence that he's lacking, and kind of <laughs> takes that burden of not knowing who you are, what you're doing, kind of off and. And that's, by the way, the only help they give him. They do not help him yeah, in any yeah. other way. <laughs> What's, uh, what was the my favorite line from that episode is when the, uh, I forget, no, the apprentice, he's like, mm-hmm. you got to follow that uh, the compass in your heart. And oh, Greg, yeah. Wurt's like, no, I would like directions. I need <laughs> that was crazy. That they, Never say die. He had that yeah. guy. They, he had that little guy on a, on a, a collar. I was like, so what the funny. fuck? Uh, but the Highwayman the highwayman, song, yep. great song, uh, even though it is super brief. Um, even the animation there was that kind of like fish-eyed lens going on. Was they rotoscoped really cool. that? Do you know that? No, I didn't are know you that. serious? They, ro- they full-on rotoscoped huh. that. Wow. They had a guy do that. It was uh, Ken Ward's idea. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Damn, that was like the only sequence he animated himself. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, dude, you don't see Roto too often. Yeah, no, dude. I think of a uh, Scanner Darkly as like the mm-hmm. go-to thing yeah. to think mm-hmm. about. Little poster over there for so you. So good. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, where is it? It was over there. It's over there. Oh, oh yeah, it is. At yeah, the, the very left. Um, you guys can't see, but that's what it's you get for not being here. Yeah. Podcasts um, are great. Come to the medium. record next time, guys. Come on. What the fuck, man? Live Assholes. audience. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like one of those things, like, it definitely had, like, some setup. And then the very next episode, there's a lot of payoff with, like, some of yep. the stuff, too. Yeah. But was there anything else from this episode? I love the waitress's Betty Boop voice. Yeah, that was... Uh, another one of those, I think, small callbacks to, I mean, uh, there, uh, there's an episode where Greg's basically in like a 1920s cartoon. I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of that, like flashbacks to old things that we as millennials are comfortable with and remember. and Despite not having been there. Right. Yeah. This is like your, uh, I don't know, some, not Saturday morning special, but some it, sort of weird TV time. It's like, something oh, that Betty gets Boop in there. The yeah. Yeah. I was almost going to say after school special. No. But <laughs> I was trying to think of like where you're going with that, but I'm like, I can't think of where, what would have been. 
So the next episode, the next episode is uh, the one where get some payoff, mad love. Mm. Yeah. So episode uh, five, Wirt and Greg claim to be the nephews of the wealthy and eccentric Quincy Endicott, so they could steal two cents from him to pay for the for a ferry that will cross the river. Tom Cleese or John Cleese. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, it was in order to distract him. Greg, Greg's frog, and Fred convince Quincy to search for a ghost he supposedly saw one night. Beatrice reveals to Wirt she was once human, but she. She and her family were cursed by a bluebird. She explains that Adelaide is the only one who can change them back. Wirt reveals he had a, he had a crush on a girl back home named Sarah. The groups reunite and discover that the ghost was in fact Quincy's neighbor, and that their two mansions were actually connected. The two embrace each other and award Greg a cent each for his help. Which, uh, by the way, the two of them only giving this kid two pennies. Two pennies. I know for <laughs> Start your like fortune. uniting yeah. their love and from their mansions that were so huge and opulent that they grew into each other and neither one noticed eat the rich <laughs> true eat the rich that's the message of this episode yeah actually. yeah no it is it's definitely uh a very deep undertones about like workers rights mm-hmm. and bring out your guillotines <laughs> you know. let them eat cake yeah right right this episode features my favorite joke from fred the horse when mm-hmm. i think it's word is asking them like well, let's ask Fred, what does he, you know, he's a talking horse. What does he want to do? And Fred's like, I want to steal. That was the funniest <laughs> shit. I like died laughing when I watched that episode. And then they're like, he thinks he's going to be like morally high, like have the moral high ground or something. And he's like, no, nah, let's, yeah. I want to steal. I want to steal. Yeah. That shit killed me. I and loved it. This, uh, this episode to me is fine. It, for me, you're right. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's um, another one of those interesting twists that we thought that we would see Quincy Endicott because he, he mentions like, Oh, maybe I'm going mad. And the more and more we get into this episode mm-hmm. and the deeper into his mansion, he goes, uh, yeah, the more he kind of like starts to lose it and crack. Um, so another one of those odd payoffs in the show is that, uh, it kind of subverts what you're thinking and it's a, it's a happy ending. Yeah. Um, but still kind of, I'm trying to, it, it's more set up for like later in the show for more little Easter eggs. Um, you know what my main problem with this episode is? No songs. Oh, yeah, You're there were no music. Right. There's, no music. There's no songs in this episode. There's, like, not really any monsters or cool guys, like, yeah. talking animals or anything. It's just two old people. Yeah. One of them isn't a ghost. Tea. Oh, and then uh, <laughs> the, the horse ends up staying with them. Yeah, yeah the yeah. horse. <laughs> I'm earning an honest living. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, tea horse. Tea horse. The... Episode ends with Greg throwing the money away and saying he's got no sense. And oh my god, that was funny. He threw it into the yeah the, the, the wishing well. Yeah, wishing well. Which god. means the whole episode didn't have to happen in the first place. I know you're like, god damn it! Like that shit killed me at the end. But I was just like, well, this is like by that time I'm like, oh well, you're in. This makes sense for the yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the next episode, Lullaby in Frogland. Love this episode. This episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's some uh, some nods back to like uh uh. Little Rascals type shit mm-hmm. going on. Oh, some extremely Little Rascals <laughs> yeah. shit going on in this um, episode. Work Greg, Beatrice, and Greg's Frog. I like how they keep saying that. Yeah, Greg's his Frog. His name keeps yeah. changing. Benjamin Franklin uh, in this episode. Mm-hmm. Sneak aboard the ferry, which is filled with closed frogs. They disguise themselves as member of the fairies band, which soon starts performing with Wirt reluctantly playing a bassoon. Greg's Frog unexpectedly starts to sing. When they arrive to their destination, Beatrice, who had been acting strangely throughout the ferry ride, tries to convince them to stay in the unknown and not visit Adelaide. That night, Beatrice flies away and is unknowingly followed by Wirt and Greg to Adelaide's house. 
Beatrice had originally planned to give them both to Adelaide as slaves in exchange for a pair of scissors that would lift the curse off of herself and her family, but she had a change of heart as she grew attached to the brothers. Adelaide attempts to capture Wirt and Greg, but is killed by Beatrice. Beatrice attempts to explain the situation, but Wirt is, Wirt is hurt by her betrayal and runs away with Greg. This episode does kill me because, like, on the ship, um, all the frogs have, like, yeah, suits all, and shit on. And they're commenting about it. And uh, what, my favorite line, I think, in this episode was, was Greg's, the president is nude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the part that I cracked up at was when he, like, starts singing. Yeah. Benjamin Franklin was never and, president, by the way. And then, he That's co- true. Yeah, yeah. and then he covers himself. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> I don't know why that little part got me, but I died laughing. When the frog starts singing, that really did it for me. Yeah, loved that. yeah that oh, show was hilarious. That I song loved the bass clarinet. Oh, uh, God. The, the title of the song is Over the Garden Wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they um they are about to get captured by like the uh, people on the ship. Yep. So they dress up in like a big-ass trench coat yeah. like, on some... It's, on uh, some uh, what I mean, what I say earlier? Yeah, true little, little rascal shit. Some, some little rascal shit. The, the chase shit. scene is very uh, like Scooby Doo esque. It is Scooby Doo. You know, they they uh, they start appearing in different doors than they were going. And uh, another thing that just kills me is is Greg when they're sprinting by. They run by the captain. Greg runs by and he turns around and he salutes the, the, yeah. the ship captain. <laughs> yep. And runs off. And then the two cop frogs come up and they salute it too. Like that was exactly what they were so supposed funny. to do. That shit Greg cra- knew what was going down. Uh, they, at one point they bump into a couple and it drops all the tadpoles. That part cracked. <laughs> That's such a small. Slip on the tadpole. <laughs> such a small thing, uh, but I like died laughing at it. And there were so many of them. I oh was no, like, you're That's babies. so funny. God killed me. <laughs> And it was just like, I don't know if it, I think that's one of the things that, those small things, like, are the things that endear, like, the series to you. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. man, like, this hits for me in a weird way, and it cracks me up. So, like, I don't know, it was just, like, hilarious to me. I loved it. I like the blending of kind of, like, anachronistic things. When they get off the boat, they offer Benjamin Franklin a recording contract and socks. So funny. <laughs> God damn, that's so funny. <laughs> that shit was crazy. I forgot about that. Yeah. He's like, because because uh, Greg is like looking at him from far away and he's like, well done. Well done, Mr. <laughs> President. God. Uh, this the little shit, man. I'm saying it's like the stuff that kills me every time. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's, it's all of Greg's sayings, you know, ain't mm-hmm. that just the way. Rock mm-hmm. facts. <laughs> The this episode is really where things start to get bleak. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. You, uh, find out about Jason Funderburker. You mm-hmm. know, Will uh, Wirt's kind of spilling his heart. Which that, and it's just like what the show keeps doing, man. Like, yep. you think you're okay. It's probably going to be this big Some jock. And it's like, no. fuck, man. Yeah. I yeah. can't even talk. It's like, yeah. man. Yeah. This mm-hmm. fucking got me again. Yeah. Such it. a good show. Yeah. So, is that it for that oh, this episode? is this is where okay. I, I I always forget that they do meet Adelaide in this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost like an epilogue, but yeah, they they hit up Adelaide. Uh, they're betrayed technically by Beatrice, and um, yeah, immediately after this, leading into the next episode, if you notice, like after this moment, this is when the animation changes from that like kind of golden, hazy, pretty sunsetty look to this is like when winter begins to set in. Yep. Damn, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, oh. the, uh, the color palette changes for Sh- like the rest of the show. Shift in color. Yeah, yep. blues and grays on out. So then the next episode, uh, the ring of the bell. Yeah. Uh, Greg Wirt and Greg's frog encounter the woodsman, who warns them that the beast is ready to claim them. They run from the woodsman and come across a lonely cottage in which they have come across a young girl named Lorna, 
and warns them to hide as her caregiver, Auntie Whispers, is coming. Auntie Whispers uses Tim Curry. A, yeah, Tim Curry. Say that's Tim Curry, too. Auntie Whispers uses a bell that can control Lorna with its ringing. Auntie Whispers reminds Lorna that she makes her constantly work so that she won't become wicked. The brothers help Lorna to escape by helping her finish her housework early. Just before they leave, Greg and his frog accidentally awaken Auntie Whispers, who warns them to stay away from Lorna or they will be eaten. Lorna suddenly transforms into a horrific demon. Greg shakes his frog, who has eaten Auntie Whispers' bell, and work commands the demon to leave Lorna's body and never return. Lorna decides to stay with Auntie Whispers. After leaving Lorna and Auntie Whispers, Wart begins to lose hope of ever or of ever leaving the unknown, which pleases the beast who is watching from afar. Yep. So this episode just continues that trend of like, yeah. you know what's going on, no mm-hmm. you fucking don't. Does yep. this one start with the woodsman giving them the warning? Yeah, at the very beginning, right? Chops down the tree and Greg's like, oh no, I did it with my powers. Um <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, this is another, <laughs> uh, you know what, quick aside. I w- I'm, I'm going to continue to look through my photos. I actually have the bell. Whoa. Are you serious? The real, the real bell. I didn't know that was a, they make it? I, and that's another thing for me. Like, I keep looking at the show and be like, oh, yeah, this is an imagination, uh, something imagined in the show. And then I see a real life counterpart for it and I freak out. Whoa. But I do. That's amazing. I, have I never thought bell. about any owning any of this stuff in it. That's in, hilarious. In the show, it looks, you know, like kind of like ghostly, uh, like Lorna does. But in real life, it looks like exactly like Lorna. I'm not kidding. Wow. The same, like, Whoa. maiden big dress and the little, the little bonnet thing. Um, I'll have to find that on my phone and then obviously not let the viewers, uh, listeners see it. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the tree Not chopped great. down. Yeah. And then so another one of the points where this episode flips uh, your expectations, when Auntie Whispers walks in, like, she's this, just this, this, like, awful, monstrous being. Uh, and you're like, okay, this is the person who eats people. Yep. Got to examine my personal biases after this one. Yeah, that's messed up. Wow, yeah. Not all monsters. Not it's, uh, all monsters. Yeah, Lorna. Um, more bones to sort. Dude, that uh, fucked me up. So Not gonna lie, that, that she yeah. ended up being the real monster. That was that spooky. Fucked it me was up. genuinely scary. It was genuinely scary. I was like, wow, y'all, yeah. y'all got me with this one. Y'all yeah. motherfuckers got me. Um, there's oh, well, because they can't, they kind of like, uh, they kind of feed it. They kind of feed you like to go that way because mm-hmm. like hint, um, Wirt and her kind of hit it off. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, okay, is this like going to be like a love interest type yeah. of thing? No. And then they fucking bait and switch you at the end. Yeah. You're like, God damn up. it. And then you find the uh, the source of all the turtles. Yeah. 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 Slurps up. Yeah. The, the black turtles. turtles. Slurps up being a turtles. line. I'm like, what the fuck is up yeah. with these burgle, turtles? Burgle your turts. Burgle your turts. That. There's there's yeah. guy, there's definitely a, like greatest. Greg what are you doing here? For, there's there's the the best <laughs> lines are Greg's. Oh yeah. Episode has oh, yeah. God. Yep. I'm here to burgle your turds. <laughs> so good. <laughs> what are you doing here? We're burglars. <laughs> no 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 no. God. We're not burglars. We're just trying to get out of the rain. <laughs> God, the worst possible thing to so say to funny. someone. Then it's like, God damn it, Greg. <laughs> uh yeah. So that part got me. It was just like, oh man, just the roller coaster of it. Yeah. Yep. And it, like. I don't know. It's like you don't know what you're looking for, so it, you don't really know what to expect them to like kind of turn on its head. But that I did not expect that. Of all yeah. things, I'm like, damn! Like I, I would have never thought that that was gonna turn out like that. I think one of my favorite. There, there's a ton of lines in the show too that are kind of hidden. Uh, and if you're you know not playing paying close attention, you'll miss whenever they are at the very beginning of the episode. 
uh, Wirt mentions like we got to get out of the rain, and Greg says, "Yeah, as long as we don't go over to that." And yeah, then, yeah. And then Greg's he's actually Wirt's like, to yeah. say not to go "Oh, there. look, there's a." <laughs> I think Auntie Whispers actually says to her, to Lorna too, like, um, "It's for your own good." Yeah. yeah. And like you hear that a lot with like some of those things where people are taking advantage, mm-hmm. like uh, Cinderella and all that. It's right. for your own good. This was literally for her own That's good. So yeah. good, yeah. And I was like, "Fuck!" That didn't. I uh, someone actually pointed that out to me. I'm not smart enough to come up with that. Sure. But I was like, fuck, like, that's crazy. But then I was like, well, why didn't Auntie Whispers just do the bell thing? Hey, yeah. 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 Hey. Hmm. Plot holes. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, I did wonder that. I was just like, huh. Hmm. But it's because it doesn't work for the story, does uh, yeah. I think yeah. also she <laughs> says that she was worried Lorna would leave her. Oh, yeah. Okay. If she yeah, left the right. spirit out. So yeah. it was, yeah. So it was kind of like one of those captive things. Sure. And this is one of those. I did love they, that episode, though. They get a little good information too late when we find out that Auntie Whispers' sister is Adelaide, and yep. Auntie Whispers is like, "Hey, don't go over there. She's yeah. evil." Yeah, thanks. Like, actually, lady, your sister's dead. Yeah, Ugh, bad news. We Ooh. killed her. Uh, so I, I did like that episode. Was there anything else with that you guys were wanting to say? No. Okay. I wished. Uh, I wished that she would have turned into a magic tiger. That would that would have been great. <laughs> a magical tiger, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot that he said that. that was it doesn't funny. have to be a magical tiger. <laughs> uh, all right, episode eight: Babes in the Woods, or Babes in the Wood. Yeah, this one. The brothers and Greg's frog sail down a lake where they hear the beasts singing, and Greg remains hopeful while Wirt has given up. They reach land and sleep under a tree for the night. Greg has a dream of angelic cloud city, where he is welcomed by its residents. The festivals. Or the festivities are cut short when the north wind is released and starts destroying the city. But Greg manages to defeat it. The queen of the clouds appears to Greg, allowing him one wish as a reward. He wishes to find his way home, but the queen informs him he cannot return home with Wirt as the beast has already claimed Wirt, who is covered in edelwood branches. Greg uh, Greg instead wishes to take Wirt's place and leaves with the beast. Wirt awakens and chases after them, but falls through the ice and nearly drowns before being saved by a fishing net. So this one actually like hit me kind of in the feels. I was like, damn. Yeah, like, it gets you brother's in the place. end. Yeah. Because he had already, he'd all, Wirt had all, pretty much all but dismissed uh, mm-hmm. Greg. Yeah. But then Greg is like, still loves him. He, uh, he if, Whenever the opportunity arises, they're going to go back. He's like, oh, let me go get my brother. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, like you can't go get him. Yep. So he's like, okay, well, I'll just take his place. Word like, not even a second thought. No. Nope. Yeah. He, I was he's just like, fucking wholesome. Yep. He's resigned back into his poetry and moodiness mm-hmm. and, uh, and yeah, gives up. And this episode is great because we get to see everything through Greg's eyes for once. Yes. Yeah. Wirt is removed as that I didn't kind think of about narrator. That. Yeah. And it's all Greg. Yeah. An but, homage but to like. Really weird, like the 1920s, yeah. 30s vibe of those old cartoons. Yeah, very like when they him just up in the invented acid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I did like the whole like uh, play with the clouds up in with like the north wind. That yeah. was like very, yeah, very a, whimsical, very like reminiscent of like classic too. Disney almost. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, it's um, it's 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 really funny how they push that you know that older cartoon. And Greg reacts to it uh, in, in sort of a modern sense. It, it, it's funny when you know, the greeting committee comes up and they start singing to him. He's like, okay, cool. And then they're like, we are the auxiliary committee. He's like, okay, great. Are there any more? Yeah. <laughs> and then yes. there's one. Kill and he's like, okay, that's good. <laughs> we are committee number three. I love. 
That shit did get me because it's just like, yeah. okay, when is this? Yeah. The hippopotamus, giraffe, and, uh, and monkey. monkey. Yeah. <laughs> just the nonsense of it. You know? Yeah. The whole episode is just, yeah, just nonsense. And then uh, the old north wind gets let out and uh, it kind of does more of that, you know, like when he's chasing Greg and they hop yeah. over the hole and they just repeat that. Uh, that's an old, you know, you see that a lot in those older cartoons mm-hmm. that reusing backgrounds, those, and yeah, stuff. backgrounds, and uh, that was funny. I did love that. It was just like a fun episode, and then yeah. like it ties up at the end with like something that kind of hits. You're like some oh. real emotional resonance. Yeah. And for me, the way I watched it, this was the end of what we got to see that week. And so, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So imagine oh, that's more impactful. Imagine hitting that, and then coming back. For the next episode, I'd have been mad as hell. Because mm-hmm. that okay, so if I'd taken a break and come uh, come back to episode nine, I don't know if you guys had anything else with that last episode. No, nah. Yeah. So if I had taken a break and come back to episode nine or watched it the way you watched it, I would have been like, "What happened?" Yeah. Episode nine into the unknown, taking place before the events of the first episode on Halloween, Wirt has just finished making an audio cassette tape for his crush Sarah. He fashions a costume out of an old Santa Claus hat and marching band cloak. Greg gives the tape to Sarah's friends who tell Wirt that he should hurry because another boy, Jason Funderburker, was planning to ask her out at a party that night. Trying to retrieve the tape, they end up at the party. Wirt meets up with Sarah who invites him to the graveyard with her and her friends. He declines and tries to get back the tape from her jacket. However, Sarah comes back for it, leading Wirt and Greg to sneak after her and her friends. At the graveyard, the group is telling ghost stories when Greg tries to cause a distraction for Wirt. A police car pulls up and jokingly tells them off before uh, for being in the graveyard, but they take him seriously and run off, with Wirt and Greg scaling a wall at the edge of the graveyard. At the top, Wirt notices Sarah finding the tape in her jacket, and he panics. They jump off the wall and onto a set of train tracks on the other side. Wirt blames Greg and his stepfather for ruining his life, but Greg pays no attention and picks up a frog in the bushes. A train comes down the tracks, heading straight for them. Wirt and Greg jump out of the way, but roll down a steep hill into a lake, knocking them both unconscious. Wirt then t- uh, wakes up after the events of the previous episode and finds himself in a nest with Beatrice's family. He thanks them and heads off with Greg's frog into a snowstorm to look for his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now I got to remind everyone, um, if you haven't seen this, also, it's like super spoiler, so it's funny if, you, if you're if you listening. Yeah, don't listen. This is 12 minutes. Yeah, dude. And I'm like, how is this? Like, does time move slower when I'm watching that? And yeah, it right. never feels rushed. No, no. It's, like, perfectly paced. Yeah. It's incredible. But it also feels like they've packed 30 minutes into 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how did they do this? And so, yeah, like, I felt like it took me longer to read that than it would have, like, to watch it. Yeah. Like, it was like, Jesus. Like, it's so crazy. So, to start the episode, like I said, leaving off where we were, like, immediately my mind jumps to, like, did Wirt find his way home? Yeah, you're like, wait, what and happened? did Greg not make it? Like, for a minute there, you don't know that this is jumping right. back into time. And this episode, it, for me, was uh, was such a, like, hard jolt. Yeah. This was like a Shyamalan twist. Yeah. Because yeah. I was yeah. like, Crazy. the whole time I'm thinking, like, oh, and the, one of the things you figure out is why Greg has a teapot on his head the whole time. Yeah. He's an elephant. Yeah, he's an elephant. This, but you're like... I, like I didn't think about it from the very first episode. Yep. I'm like, oh, I guess yeah. it's just like what he does. The ninth and then you episode. see you see the way that um, Wirt is dressed, yeah. and you're like, okay, I guess this is just like a medieval yeah. type okay. of yeah. time. Whatever, you just, you just accept it. And I was just like fucking shook up when we got yeah, to this dude. episode, and I'm like, holy shit! Like this is like 
Modern time? Like what? This is the one that explains everything, and all of the Easter eggs are in this one. Yep. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, uh, Jason Furterbaker. Yeah, mm-hmm. that kills yeah. me. Um, because that's the other thing. You th- yeah, you think it's like some big buff guy. You want to go to the graveyard? <laughs> it's like this nerdy age-appropriate <laughs> beverages. That that was a that's great, literally how yeah, it sounds. Too. Such yeah. a great joke in that. Uh, so funny. What a payoff! I, I we're feel like, like from the beginning we hear this, and it's like this this fucking guy. Like, come yeah. on now. I feel like a note when when Sarah makes the comment about like, oh, we're gonna go drink age-appropriate drinks. You know, in the scene where they're all holding like solo cups. Uh, I I wonder if that was some sort of like Had regulatory like like For some, Network. some sensor was like, hey, can you yeah. at least like. Oh, we'll get around it by having this like very wall breaking, you know, yeah. line. But also super appropriate for the show and the tone. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no, exactly. Yeah. Like for them to be meta about that and like reference it and like almost poke fun at it is like super plays into the show like really well with like the yeah. tone and everything. So to kind of hit the high points of those Easter eggs, because I feel like this this is one of those episodes where like you can miss a lot. I might have missed some. Let's hear it. So uh, we find out like why Greg had candy in his pants. He was working for Old Lady Daniels. <laughs> yep. Found he paid out me. In, she paid me in candy. Old Lady Daniels says there's no such thing as free candy. <laughs> uh, he steals the rock from her garden. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the facts rock. The yeah, fact rock. Yeah. Um, there. I might skip around a little bit. So in the uh, in the graveyard, uh, kind of the name over the garden wall. While that like relates to a old i guess like german fable i don't know i'll get into more of that uh <laughs> that's the ex- stuff i'm excited to talk about <laughs> dude hell yes this research level i only stuff. know about uh Your dissertation. It being based on dante's Inferno. yes yes so uh the cemetery's name is the eternal garden and the gravestone that wort is hiding behind when uh greg's out dancing like a dead elephant says quincy endicott Oh, my God. And yeah. the ghost story that Jason Funderburker is telling is about a woodsman with an axe. Yep. And uh, so so some of those more, like, I guess, eagle-eyed viewers at this point seeing all of this. Oh, and the kid, like, walking to the party. The kid's, like, explaining what two old cat is. It's a it's like a, a wiffle ball game, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Holy shit, I didn't catch that one. So when you're when you're watching, you're like, is this... Like is is the all of these these previous episodes is that just like words imagination? It's like all the lore of the show. Because yeah, everything yeah. that that we see in the show is being presented to you right there in like a modern context. Yeah. You know. Holy shit. And it's all oh well, this is before. Yep. Yeah. So all the yeah. stimulus is happening before they actually go. So over. Yep. we find out yeah as they Holy jump shit. over the wall we find out like that's why they're mm-hmm. in the unknown. That's wild. And. uh my favorite line from this episode's got to be the cop. Uh, he's like, "Hey, you two robbers, you're under arrest." Just kidding. Happy Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about what that. Is this, crossing a witch's the witches gathering. They're crossing the street. <laughs> <laughs> so. Funny. Uh, the music in this episode is so good. So good, and it, it's it's my Spotify favorites. Is the yep. that chunk of the Spotify playlist? Dude, is my yeah. Favorite. It's like because uh, old black train. Taken from a Woody Guthrie song, mm-hmm. so good. Oh, yep. what? I didn't even think about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the, he tries to get the tape back. He's like, half of that's poetry and half of that's <laughs> clarinet. <laughs> like clarinet. I'm like, oh, God. they're going to listen. And then he's like, listen to it later. He's like, how about we listen to a few tapes before that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, you're right about the music here. The, um, the starting song 
is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the, the yeah, still the haunted ruins of night. Like yeah, um, I wish I could sing. I think I feel like like this cold coming on, man. Oh Shit my gosh. Is. I, I, I'm glad that Alex has all the impressions tonight. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a little stuffed up. It's okay. I'm on it. Um, the I forget the name of that song on Fuck. Spotify. Black Star. It's Black Star. Black. Oh, that's the that's the. Um, gosh, we're onto something. Tiny Star is Tiny the Star. like the song playing in the house. Um, another reason why I got to tell people like go listen to the Spotify. You hear all of the songs in their entirety, right? And it's their good. lyrics very much explain what's what's happening. Oh, almost in a way that would kind of give stuff away if they would have played it right in full. But uh, definitely listen to Old Black Train. The f- oh, it's the fight is over. Fight is That's over. That's the name of that fight song. Fight is over. Tiny Star and then and then uh, Old Black Train. Uh, so good. Um, yeah. The the lyrics of Old Black Train are. Uh, yeah, he's brutal. It it's it's great. Uh, it's it's actually Pat McHale singing on. No kidding. Uh, oh, the creator, not on, the not creator on of the one. show, right? Yes, it's on. Yeah. It's him singing on "The Fight Is Over." Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, it's not him. Him singing on "Old Black Train." It's him singing "Fight Is Over." Okay. Wild. That's, That's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice bit uh, of trivia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this episode is like yeah, lots of trivia to find on that. Yeah, one. good Easter eggs. Certainly. Yep. Um, was there was there something that tied in with like the German folklore or whatever you're saying? So um, I, I I need to refresh my memory a little bit, but from what I understand is there was a, a German either you know like like kid story. Uh, I don't think it was like short story length, but more like a one of those like lullabies. Like uh, what's the one? Uh, Rockabye baby is like a kid falling out of a tree, and that's not great. Uh, this one was about um, over the garden wall was something that alluded to like the death of a sibling. Uh, oh, I, I need to look it up. It's uh, I'm looking it up now. Uh, here it is. Um, it's a over the garden wall comes from a children's rope skipping poem. Over the garden wall, I let the baby fall. My mother came out and gave me a clout over the garden wall. It's about Jesus. yeah. They expanded that into ten episodes. Yeah, the the inspirations <laughs> for a lot of stuff behind the show are, um, yeah, they're spooky. It's 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 yeah. Well, it's like yeah the that common thing of like nursery rhymes almost. Too, yeah, because it was like "Ring Around the Rosie" is actually has like an ominous, um, like story. Yeah, like it's what a, the, the Black is. Plague or yeah. whatever. Yeah, so it's uh, like these things that are common things as a kid that you hear that are like pleasant, mm-hmm. but they're actually like not. Yeah, it's uh. It's research level crazy, uh, like Alex was saying, that there's um, a lot of ties into Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Uh, Beatrice is the name of the spirit that guides Dante through the Divine Comedy. Yeah, there's a theory that each of the different places represents one of the different levels of of hell. Oh my God. Uh, The wood is the wood of suicides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Dante's Inferno. And uh, the... Lincoln, I want that's called the steamboat. It uh, the reason that the Endicotts gave him two cents. Oh yeah! It's, Holy shit! It's the sticks, the river sticks. The river sticks. Yeah, it's two bits to uh, to go. I didn't or think I guess about a that. Bit per person or whatever, but I'm shaking up now. Yeah, yeah, and that's well, why. Uh, on anyway. So that's and that's why I I I read somebody saying that uh, Greg ended up saving the day because had they paid for their ride, it would have been their you know. Oh shit! Ride into death or whatever. Well, then the frogs go into the mud. Remember? That's true. Yeah, uh, there's yeah the, the the number of like 
things that you can draw from Illusions. literature on this. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's dense. This is fucking me up. All right, mm-hmm. we need to move on before I get yeah. any deeper. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Last <laughs> we can, episode. We can go forever. Episode 10. Here the, we go. The Unknown. After leaving work with her family, Beatrice navigates through the storm to find Greg, who she sees performing meaningless tasks for the beast. She is whisked away by the strong wind and crashes into Wirt, who is wandering in the storm, holding Greg's frog and leads him to where she last saw Greg. As the sun sets, having used up what little Edelwood he had left, the woodsman ventures into the woods and finds Greg transforming into a new Edelwood tree. The woodsman attempts to free Greg before fighting the beast away from the, from the clearing as Wirt and Beatrice arrive. He asks Wirt to return his rock fact rock that he stole from Mrs. Daniel's garden for him once he is gone, to which Wirt, Wirt refuses and decides to name Greg's frog Jason Thunderburger to cheer him up as he tries to break the Edelwood branches off. Wirt then sees the woodsman knocked down at his feet as the beast appears, offering to keep Greg's soul alive inside the lantern in exchange for Wirt taking over the woodsman's duties and keeping it lit. Wirt is tempted to accept the offer, but he realizes that the flame within the lantern is actually the beast's own source of life. After explaining this to everyone in the clearing, Wirt frees Greg and asks Beatrice to come with them. She declines wanting, she declines wanting to return home and admit to her family she's responsible for their curse. Wirt gives Beatrice Adelaide's magic scissors, sheepishly admitting that he kept them from her out of spite. They head off as the woodsman, mortified to learn that the Edelwood's trees grew from the bodies of the lost and that he had been, never been keeping his daughter alive, resists the beast's lies and extinguishes the lantern, ending the beast's life. After Wirt and Beatrice say their goodbyes, Wirt wakes up under the pond and pulls Greg and his frog to the surface, passing out as the police and his friends show up. The brothers are taken by ambulance to the hospital. Wirt wakes up next to Greg, Sarah, and her friends. Sarah tells Wirt that she hadn't listened to the tape yet and she doesn't own a cassette player. (laughs) That shit killed me. So good. Wirt offers for her to listen to it at his house, which she accepts. Greg starts telling everyone about the events they had experienced, and his frog's stomach glows with the magic bell still inside. Back in the unknown, the woodsman is sitting on his porch in melancholy when his daughter comes out of his home, having come back to life along with the other lost souls. The other unknown residents are shown to be living happier lives as a result of Wirt and Greg's influence including Beatrice and her family, who have been restored to human form. Greg's frog plays the piano and sings, and Greg returns to the stolen rock back to Mrs. Daniel's garden. That shit killed me. The very last scene where he sets the rock down, down. I was like, damn, I've never felt this way about a rock. There's a (laughs) favorite Greg line of this episode has to be when he's wrapped up in the tree and he's coughing and the leaves are coming out and Beatrice is like, oh my gosh, even the, <laughs> you know, the tree's growing inside him and Greg's like, nah, it's been eating leaves. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. You're like, what the fuck? And then Beatrice's face, she's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit killed me. It was like, a, it was almost like a moment of self-actualization when Wirt is like, no, like I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah. the mantle of like keeping this lantern. Like this is bullshit. Yep. He becomes a man in that moment. He yeah. it's the first time he ever doesn't do what somebody else tells him to do. Right. Yeah. And that was like, you know, there's been it had been established over the that he's a the pushover. That he was a pushover that he like just did what everyone said. And so that was like a very cool like moment of him like finding himself. Yep. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. Like he God. accepts his responsibility as yeah. the other child and uh and admits to Greg that like nothing's been your fault. It's been me, you know, and I apologize. And that's for me. That was 
probably the most powerful and like emotional yeah. show. That's the emotional hard, core dude. of the whole show. Shit dude. was yeah. big. You're like, fuck. Is that man. you do have a responsibility to other people? Yeah, right. It, uh, the the beast, uh, super terrifying. Loved it when he like drains all the light out of the scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. And asks Wart if he's ready to see true darkness. And then what's what's great is like even though Wart's asserted himself as a man, his voice still cracks when he asks, yeah. "Are you?" And then, yeah. Uh, that yeah, that's a that's a great, um, the, the whole scene with 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 like the reveal of the beast being made up of those like lost souls or whatever. Uh, it's shit was crazy. It's, it's, dude. Yeah. Um, man, I can't remember if anything else. What else fucked me up from this last episode? I mean, oh, when Beatrice's parents or, or yeah. family was yeah. like, "Are you gonna do something again?" to gets turned back into Blue Jays. Yeah. I was like, God "Brutal, damn, y'all are savage." There's a. Uh, when you're when you're zooming out, uh, right before I think they go to the kind of epilogue of what happened to everybody else, mm-hmm. um, the town that they zoom out on is the same town from the cartoon Clarence. Whoa! Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Shit! Same. Clarence came out like Multiverse. three years later. Three years later. Multiverse. Yeah. yeah. Very strange. Whoa! They go over the garden wall and Clarence happens in the same universe. Just I, I I'm Crazy. honestly not familiar with that show. Me neither. Just because that's outside of my like Cartoon Network generation. Yeah. Does he? They have like similar noses, right? Like in, in over the I garden wall, everybody has like think, I think it's shapes his noses. I think it was a different style. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. Let me look. All I know is I think that show. I think that's a show that my sister-in-law doesn't like my nephew to watch. Yeah. It's like that and Uncle Grandpa. Oh yeah, I remember Uncle Grandpa. And so she like was like, dude, like I don't want you watching that. I uh, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't forget. I I couldn't remember what Clarence's nose looked like. I'd think it'd be wild if like they kept that simple trait. No. Oh uh, yeah, it's different. That'd be funny though if it was like these two actually happened in the same universe, mm. the same people instead of just like a nod or whatever. Yeah, that'd been yeah. crazy. It's uh, it's uh, it's hard for the show to end for me because it's one of like, those oh. that you've fallen in love with this world so much. I I mean I'm I, I appreciate that it's a story with a beginning and an oh, end. Contained. It's not yeah. like getting milked for more money and things. I agree. But I want to live in that world. But I want to live in that world some more. But yeah. also yeah. want ten million episodes of this show. Yeah. yeah. With I this exact same style. It. Yeah. This exact same these writers, this cast, everything. Mm-hmm. But man, is there? Uh, do you guys have any like closing thoughts on like the series as like a as a whole or anything the like that? The song at the no. very end. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. The song at the very end is great to hear. Uh, you hear it kind of half of it in the very beginning. But, yeah. Uh, the loveliest lies of all. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just the the lyrics are so good. Shit cr- cuts to the core, man. Oh yeah. So fucking yeah. good, dude. It's so good. Um. I feel like this is like one of those things of like something that could be super impactful to people, especially someone maybe that comes from like a blended home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of like, oh shit, this is like happening to me right now. I think if you have any style of sibling, uh, it's gonna. Oh, it's relatable. Pull yeah. on those yeah. sibling yeah. strings for me. Any that's persuasion, mm-hmm. definitely like a different representation. You know. Uh, I don't. I can't. I can't think of too many cartoons that have addressed, like having a, a sibling from, you know, a different parent. Yeah. yeah. Like not in this way, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And to tackle it in that way, and for them, for you to see them progress and get over that, and like come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit's done masterfully. Yeah. Well, I'm like super stoked that I watched this man like 
Good. I was glad that you suggested it again. Like, or you didn't know that he had said it. No. So I was glad that you said something about it. And I was just like, man, like, especially because, like, I think I talked to you about it, Luke. It was like, I, I mentioned something about it or something. And you're like, oh, it's it's almost fall, so I need to watch it. Yeah. Yep. Like a fall yeah. tradition. Yeah, yep. if you want to get in the mood for, for fall, this is definitely it. And I think that's, like, super true. So I was just like, man, like, let me. Watch it on the first day where you have to wear a long sleeve. Yes. yes. Oh, that's perfect. Right. Yep. But, yeah, I was just like. This is gonna be a. This is a good time to do this episode, and yeah. I was like, I was telling Alex earlier, it was like one of those things that you know keep stuff just keeps falling further and further down on my list oh, yeah. as I talk to more people and they suggest stuff. Yeah. But after you guys suggested it, and it was just like, man, like I just need to check this out. Like, so like I had set this time to record before I watched it, and I was just like, okay, well now I have to watch. Yeah, it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then wow, lucky timing that it's, it's the fifth anniversary. Myself. Yeah, that was complete. Yeah, uh, totally completely random. planned on yeah. my part. I'm a genius. <laughs> I do know that. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch, y'all. If you uh, if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this, I'm sorry that we spoiled like the, every episode, but. Yeah, you should still watch it because we didn't do it justice. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely yeah. worth watching. Oh yeah. Um, well, yeah, I man. Why don't you guys tell people where they can keep up with your projects and follow you guys on social and all that good stuff? Uh, I can be found on Twitter at Sirius Sanchez and on Instagram at the same place, but I'm not using Instagram. Um, listen to my podcast with Heath Huffman. It's called The Praise Down. We talk about Christian music and other things. Also come to my uh, open mic on Sunday nights. It's called Public <laughs> Access. It's at the Paramount Room at 7. I don't have anything going on. Badass. But where can people follow you on Twitter to keep up with your takes? They can follow me at Luke OKC. <laughs> I can't and believe that handle is available, by the way. I, you know what? So I'm trying to get it on Instagram. Uh, but there is a child named Luke. With zero posts <sighs> and zero followers, he's camping on that. and is not following anyone. He'll sell he's you that. On he'll it. sell you that handle for a nice penny. I know, or two <laughs> pennies. Gotta, two wanna, pennies. I'm, I'm going to shoot him a message. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you want to hear me complain about like grad school and uh, generally being over thirty now, <laughs> that's the new thing to do. Complain about your age. That's the move, man. Yeah, I followed true. him, and it's been a delight so far. <laughs> The last hour has been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, learn about local government. Follow me. Ooh, and, baby. Uh, True. Spencer Hicks. Oh, yeah. There just you announced his campaign. We now. stand Spencer Hicks mm-hmm. in yeah. this podcast. Studio. In this house. In this house. We stand Spencer <laughs> Hicks. Oh, I This is the house that Spencer something. built. Look at that. Look at that. People are liking something I have. Oh, shit. Oh, Validation. Wow. That gives me, you know, exactly. That How's that dopamine me, hit for it you? It makes me feel like I'm worth something. <laughs> got some new likes while I was recording the podcast. That's got to feel work. good. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Lick your bean. That's People what are loving say. that tweet I did about I Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> God. Forgot about that. Yeah, Aaron Eckhart. God. Uh, well, as always, guys, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Bye-bye. Bye.